Wizards fans, welcome to DC Sports Declassified. I am your host, L.E. You can find us on Twitter at DC Declassified. Come hit us up. As always, keep the conversation going. Let's interact. Let's talk Wizards, man. Let's do it. Also, we are everywhere you can consume your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, anywhere. Like us, follow us, whatever you got to do to get these podcasts as soon as they drop. Make sure you're doing it. All right? We rock with y'all. Come rock with us. We're going to keep this thing going. All right? Let's go. What's up, Wizards Declassified family? L.E. back in the house. Happy New Year. Hope you guys are safe, sound, and living life and enjoying it. Because I am. Except for this wizard situation, right? It's hurting right now, isn't it? So what I'm going to do is give you guys and the wizards a way to fix this without making any major moves, no trades, not cutting guys, anything like that. You know what I'm saying? We'll keep it all in the family, keep it in the house, and we're going to turn this around. Let's figure out how. You ready? Let's go. Before we jump into that, let me give a shout out to all my podcast family. Shout out to the Redskins Addicts podcast. Shout out to the NFC East Rivals podcast. If you like football in the NFC East, that's your jam. Go check them out, man. They cover all four teams. It's a really dope setup over there. Shout out Washington football team declassified podcast. Love their Redskins content. Man, there's so many good podcasts out there. Uh, make sure you check them out. I know Wizards fans, there's a lot of other great podcasts out there. Um, you know, I like to support everybody. Podcasting is a community, you know? We got to come together and do it. So good luck to everybody in there in the new year with their podcast and everything. Now let's get into these Wizards. So you remember in school when your teacher was like, don't give me the answer. Let me also know what the problem is. We need to do that here too. Before I give you the solution, let's talk about what the problem is. So after watching these games, and we're competitive in all of them, and then we just seem to have these lapses, right, somewhere during the game, and we just get behind because we'll lead, we'll lead, we'll lead, and then bam. The other team's ahead. Now they're up by eight. And then we got to fight and claw our way back into it. How do we prevent that? How do we stop that, right? Or what's the issue? I mean, to me, the issue is the overall team defense is not great. We switch a ton on defense. A lot of times you'll see Bryant guarding a guard and our guard rotating out to guard somebody way too big for them to stop or be effective against. I know it's a, it's a hard thing to fix because that's what the system calls for. They switch everything almost all the time. Um, and until we do something different there, I think we're going to face a lot of mismatches. The defensive issues really stem from a lack of communication. I don't think this team is good at communicating with each other yet. And it's ironic that prior to the season, we saw Russell Westbrook getting in the face of a lot of players at practice about communicating with defensive switches and things like that. We're seeing those issues now. But that's a sign of a team that's still learning how to play together. So I'm not losing hope on that at this point. The other thing we got to do is we got to rebound better. I don't care what you say about Westbrook getting 15 rebounds a game. And he is. And I'm proud of him for that. I like that aspect. But other players can't sit around and watch and wait for him to be the one to get the rebound, period. 
That's not how this works. Our bigs got to get in there and they got to bang. And that's where my primary fault with Thomas Bryant comes into play. I love that he's putting points in the bucket, right? Who doesn't love that? Getting that type of production from your five. But he's only averaging three or four rebounds a game. That's where we're losing the games, guys. We're losing the games on the glass. The other team's going to make shots too. They're highly paid professionals. It's going to happen. But we're getting our butts kicked when it comes to rebounding on the interior. Now, we have guards that rebound really well. And I like that. But our internal big guys got to come to the party too. Make their presence felt. You know what I'm saying? Because teams are getting way too many second chances stemming from a lack of physicality from our bigs down below. So that's the, that's a problem for me. The other problem is, and I know we're not going to want to hear this, right? But it's true. Let's speak the truth. Our production from the three is hurting us, right? And I don't think a lot of people are saying this, but the production from the small forward position is really, really hurting our team right now. You know what I mean? So our, our guards are giving us, you know, close to 50 to 60 points a game, right? And then we have our big, our five, who's giving us 17 a game. Hachimura came back and, you know, he looks like he's ready to go this year. But our rookie at the three is averaging about seven points a game. And he's learning and I want him to play because I want him to evolve because I think I've seen what I need to see to tell me that he's going to be a really good player. But it's coming at the cost of wins right now. If we had a more formidable three that would even give us 12 to 13 points a game, think about what our record would be right now. You know what I mean? So it's a catch 22. And, you know, it's, it's tough because you can't learn on the bench. I mean, you can, but you don't get that same type of experience that you get by being on the court. And let me be the first to say, I love Danny's game, but his production offensively is hurting this team right now when it comes to scoring. We have to be able to admit that. So, now what do we do about it? What do we do about it? Well, I'm here to tell you. So, my way to fix this without making any major moves, without calling guys up from the G League or sending guys down to the G League or whatever, is simple. It's simple. And I, I've heard this stated elsewhere. So, part one of this fix is, We've got to shrink the rotation. There are way too many guys playing. I think we had 11 or 12 guys playing last game. Shrink the rotation. This is not different than what a lot of folks are saying. This is just one of the possible solutions here. We got to get guys focused on what their roles are so that they can become more comfortable in executing those roles. Right? So let's drop that rotation from 12 to nine and then work our way down to eight. Right? seven or eight guys that consistently play. And, you know, the production at the five position is something that we're not going to be able to replace. So we're going to have to learn to play small ball. I know Scott Brooks likes to do that. And I, and we've heard a lot about this three guard rotation. I don't like it either. You know what I mean? So let's, let's shrink that rotation. That's number one. Now, number two, nice and easy. Like I told you guys, man, these are simple ways to improve this team. We, we have to get creative with what our starting five is. 
and look at where we're getting the most production and then cater to that. You know what I'm saying? Take advantage of what's there in front of you. So here's what we can do. We got Russ at the point guard position. I see a lot of hate towards Russ. I get it. You like John Wall. Russ is not the problem. He is not the problem. You have to be able to admit that he is not the problem. Yes, he's going to miss shots, as all guards do. Yes, he's going to turn the ball over sometimes, as all guards do. His rebounds, and some people say he's padding stats, but those are opportunities created for the team to do something else with. Period. Period. He's averaging over 10 rebounds a game. That's 10 second chances for this team. You can't discount that because you like John Wall. I like John Wall too, but let's be real. All right? Bill, love what he's bringing to the game. Would I like to see a little bit more um, aggressiveness towards rebounding? Yes, but that's not what he's there for. That's not what he's there for. I like what we're getting out of Bill. Bill's an all-star. Best two guard in the league, period. Now we start to get into positions that we, I think we got to make some changes at the three. I love Denny. Denny needs to be coming off the bench right now. He does. That's facts. Move Rui to the three. Now, you guys have seen me say this either online or uh, through this podcast previously, but I, Rui lacks top level athleticism. But I think he has enough of it to be an effective small forward for the time being. Put Rui at the three. Now, you've already boosted your production that you're getting from that three spot. I like that move. And then bring Denny in off the bench. Let him play against second units for a little while while he figures out his game. That's a smart move to me. That makes sense. Rui knows what time it is. He, he went through this last year himself. That's a move that instantly upgrades this team. And it gets Denny some confidence so that when he comes back to the starting rotation, he can play his full game and be himself on the court. Now, what we got to do is we got to move Thomas Bryant to the power forward position. Take him off of the pressure of being the center. He's not that. He's not that. And I have seen a lot of you folks say this online, that Thomas Bryant's not a center. I'm starting to agree with you. I really am legitimately starting to agree with you. He doesn't want to do the dirty work in the paint. He wants to score. And honestly, he's being successful at it this year. So let him do that. Move Thomas Bryant to the four. Look at that upgrade. Now that creates a hole at the five position, which we'll talk about in a minute. But Thomas Bryant at the four position, giving you 17 to 18 points a game. Now we're starting to make some sense. Now we got an offensive system and an offensive team that might be able to run with some cats, right? So what do you do with the five? You bring in your best rebounder, your best banger. Right now that's Robin Lopez. Let him start at the five. Is he going to be as offensively explosive as Thomas Bryant has been at some points this year? Absolutely not. But he's already rebounding better than Thomas Bryant. And he only plays 14 minutes a game. He's out rebounding Thomas Bryant. And that's all you need him there to do. Rebound, block shots, pick up a couple fouls. Think about how much of a difference you've made already by just making that move. 
And yes, the first round rookie's not starting. It's okay. It's okay because you took him for the long haul. Right? Not just for the immediate sense. And now you have a more competitive team. So you got Westbrook, Beal, Hatchamore, Bryant, and Lopez. Now we're doing some things. Now we're competitive in all aspects of the game. And you got somebody to cover for Thomas Bryant's weakness and rebounding. I like that move. Now you go beyond the starters and you got to do some things there too. NATO needs to get all the minutes of backup point guard possible, period. He has proven to be so much more effective than anybody else at that position. I mean, that guy is a stud, and I like him coming off the bench. As a starter, he can be effective too, but I like his energy off the bench. I think we really hit a home run on that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've struggled at the backup point guard position for so long here in D.C. that I'm like over the moon for the fact that we have NATO now. To me, he should get every minute at the backup point guard position. This Smith is averaging more minutes than NATO. I don't, I don't like that. We got to fix that. This Smith is averaging 4.6 points a game. NATO is averaging 10.4. And as a matter of fact, you know, it's kind of a wash in the rebounding department. Now, to me, there's a bigger elephant in the room, and that's our backup small forward position. And I think my solution cures this too. Our backup small forward positions have been absolute trash. I don't care what anybody says, absolute trash. Bonga, 5.3 points a game in 17 minutes, 18 minutes a game. Brown Jr., 4.2 points a game in 17 minutes. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. What I want to see is I want to see Denny get every one of those backup small forward minutes, period. That makes sense and that works to me. Now you're taking out two guys out of the rotation that don't need to be playing right now. And if that upsets you by me saying it, I'm sorry, but that's the reality. Those two are not being productive. They're not helping this team. Get them out of the rotation. Give Abdiel those minutes. Now you shrink your rotation from, uh, what was it, 11 or 12? Now you're down to 9 or 10 already, just off that. And then with giving NATO more of the backup minutes, you move Smith out, Smith out the rotation. Now you're down to 8 or 9. Now we're starting to be a team. Now we're starting to look like what we should look like. Bertens. He's rusty, guys. He's still working through it. He said it himself. He should get a lot of the minutes at the backup power forward position, which he does. Excuse me, he gets a lot of minutes at the small forward position. I think he could probably bring him at the four as well. I think that move helps the second unit. I mean, think about that second unit with Nato, Abdia, Bertan, and, you know, maybe a, a, a Wagner. Right. There's there's a lot of ways that you can overcome, you know, what our deficiencies are and we can do it with the guys that we have on the roster. So let's do that. I want to see more 
of what Gil has. I really do. And he'd be the only other guy that I consider at the rotation that I'd bring him in with Gil Small Ball for the second year. He's a 6'8 power forward, right? But give him more time. He seems to have a little bit more of that hustle aspect that I'm not seeing from the other spots that are playing the rotation that I would like to see. So give him time. Scott Brooks is in a difficult position. I'll give him that because he's having to refocus his entire team after last season was abruptly interrupted by COVID. But Scott Brooks has not been good this year. To me, at this point, Scott Brooks hasn't felt like the leader of this organization this year. Now, that's from a fan perspective. I'm not behind the scenes or anything like that. I would like to see more leadership from Scott Brooks. But I know he's also a player's coach. And in the, in the NBA, you have to be. As much as we like defensive coaches, not defensive coaches, but, you know, old school coaches, coaches, they only work if you win. The NBA is a player's league. No questions about that. But Scott Brooks has got to step it up a little bit more for me. And I know there's a lot of folks saying, hey, just get him out of here. And I can certainly see the argument for that. But that's not what the scenario is right now. So I'm not going to be on this podcast advocating for anyone to lose their job. That's not what I'm trying to do here. You, you can make a case for that. So I'll leave it to you guys to make that case. And I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you, but I don't want to be stumping for him to lose his, his job. But he's got to be a little bit more aggressive in his leadership style and take command of this team. He does. So it's that simple. There's your fixes to turn this whole thing around. And, and we just did that in less than 20 minutes. And I think it makes sense. Let me know what you guys think. Respond to the posts as I put these out in the groups. Hit me up on Twitter, DC Declassified, and let's talk about it. Follow me on Twitter anyway, DC Declassified. We're going to get this thing rolling, right? More episodes to come. Subscribe, follow, like, whatever, where you get your podcasts so you can get them when they drop. Shout out Wizards Nation, man. We're going to turn this thing around. We out.